Today's episode is brought to you by BuiltBar.com. everybody welcome back to the locked on red wings podcast today is thursday august 13th 2020 and today's episode is actually a crossover with kyle demetrius uh <laughs> of locked on sharks uh super excited to have you today and we are going to continue on with our dancing on graves uh series well i guess the start and we're doing the qualifying rounds so we today i think we're gonna trash who the uh the Oilers, the Penguins, and, and some, some more trashing of the Leafs because you can never really get enough of that? I haven't trashed the Leafs to my heart's content yet. I live here. So I've done it face-to-face to people in real life, and nobody's punched me, so I just, I just got to keep it going. Keep the train going. Yeah, keep going until yeah, you get, get my punched. thoughts out. Really, really, really got to put in the world that William Nylander should be traded um, because he's useless, obviously. He has bad hair. He's Nordic. Uh, <laughs> all bad things that should go elsewhere, possibly to California. I don't know. Good to say. <laughs> Who among us hasn't wanted William Elander? This is true. Uh, I am your host uh, of the Lockdown Rotaries podcast, Noel Bianchi, here today, as always, with my co-host, Ethan Smith. Ethan, welcome back. How you doing, buddy? Pretty good, man. I had a good, productive day today. Happy to hear that. So which well, team are you looking forward to trashing the most here today? Because we've got we've – got, we, can, we can definitely sprinkle some other teams in there, too. I would like to trash the Bruins. Uh, I just I, – I was reminded today of how much I dislike them. Like I, I was, I got complacent with my hate for the Bruins because they did so bad in that qual or in the uh, the round robin that I was like, yeah, we don't got to worry about them. And then you know they're a bunch of shit birds today. So uh, I'm gonna hold my tongue on them. I mean, so they did win in double overtime. Um, I just really want to focus on some of the horrible moves Edmonton's made. That's really just made them a dog shit team for the last 15 but I, years. I was told that Ken Holland is GM extraordinaire. Uh, no, no, you didn't talk to anybody from Detroit. That's why. Ryan Rashog would never lie to me. <laughs> uh, Edmund, do you think? Do you think Edmonton understands the concept of team building, or just no? Because I really don't get what they're doing. Also, you guys should know this. Did they play Athanasiu at all, or just bury him on the fourth line? Is he alive? Yes, they. They did play double A, as he's known here uh, in Detroit. He averaged 10 minutes and 58 seconds of ice time a night, which is less than Riley Shahan got at uh, 11.15, another former Red Wing. They uh, combined for a total of zero points and a minus three rating. I saw him sitting in the penalty box once, so I knew in he was game one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I knew he was there. They scored a power play goal when he was in the box, and it was I, I clipped it and put it out on the Red Wing or on our – Twitter page. It's this is bad podcasting, but I'll show you guys. He's literally just watching the play, watching the play, and then they score, and he just. It's like almost <laughs> cartoonish. Like it, like his head like b- reverberates when he when he drops it to the ground. Uh, it was fantastic. 
He's like, oh, I'm not going to get any money. For not that I dislike Andreas Athanasiu. I just want to throw that out there. It was just like, it was funny. Hey, thanks um, for the pick. My favorite thing is that they traded for him specifically because he was fast and could play with McDavid. And they played him with McDavid for what? Four nanoseconds. And then we're like, just kidding. We're going to put him on the third line with Zach Cassian and that's not going to go well. <laughs> yeah. And he scored a, <laughs> he had a goal and an assist in his debut with the Oilers. And then uh, in 11 more games of the, or sorry, eight more games uh, in the regular season, he didn't have another, another point. And I remember that when the, that night that he scored two, everybody was like, there you go. There you go. See, look at the talent. Look at the talent. And then, uh, then it was gone in the blink of an eye. For the record, I also do like Double A. I would enjoy if he signed a very team-friendly deal with San Jose because they need somebody who's good at stuff. So um, I just think it's funny that Edmonton traded for the specific player they wanted and then just didn't do and the didn't thing use that him they wanted in the way to do that they, that they set out to do. <laughs> That's uh, you know what? That's kind of Ken Holland's mo, to be quite honest. Like we obviously we have we Ethan and I and our listeners have a unique perspective on this, uh, because we watched in the late years of Ken Holland him just make moves that continuously made you go, "What on earth is he trying to do with this professional hockey team?" I believe those are called money moves, uh, and that's what Ken Holland was doing. <laughs> Because nobody can have uh, Justin Abdelkader for long enough. You just need that man on your team. But this is this is the, home, the hometown boy. The hometown boy. Is he actually boy. from Detroit? Oh yeah, went to Michigan State. He scored the uh, game-winning goal in the NCAA national championship. Thirty-two seconds left in like two thousand four. I want to say maybe oh, yeah, two thousand four, two thousand five. I just like that they spotted Chicago one game by being like, yeah, hey, we're gonna put in Mike Smith just to have one game. Here you go, have game one, Chicago. Imagine losing to Chicago. Like I would rather finish San Jose finish DFL. I would rather finish DFL than losing to Chicago in a playing round when I have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl on the team. When you have Connor McDavid putting up nine points, like that's the craziest thing. And like I, I guess I don't know. He's getting crucified for his uh, lack of lack of leadership. Yeah, lack of leadership on on the defensive end. And I just. I got it. Like, how do you not shake? How do you, how do you write those words seriously? And like, this is supposed to be a Oilers shit fest, but like at the same time, the poor guy. Do you think he has, do you think he goes home and just cries? Like goes in the shower and just cries for like 20 minutes. (laughs) I would for sure. And you know what? And then thinks, why did I sign for 12 and why did I take a team friendly (laughs) deal to stay here? How can I get out of here? Because how else is he going to get those D-men in, buddy? I really wonder if he's going to pull him and Eichel because they've both been in the league for how long now and they have no playoff experience because both their teams are so inept at building a team around them. Two of the better players in the NHL. Well, McDavid is the best. Eichel's up there too. It's just absolutely baffling to me. Lest we forget that in 2016, 2017, the Oilers were one game away from the conference final. Yeah, they Joe Thornton and Logan Couture got injured, uh, and that's when Joe Thornton was still good. And uh, yeah, they ran over San Jose, and everybody was like, "Here come the Oilers!" Of course, they didn't go anywhere as for every time when they come the Oilers. They, uh, I just, do they have cap room? Because I just have no idea what they're going to do. Like they're so bad at like actually winning stuff. They're okay in the regular. Well, they weren't even that good in the regular season because they finished like middle of the Western Conference. And again, they have Connor yeah. McDavid. That would be like the Penguins um, not finishing top of the league with Sidney Crosby on their team. 
which they did. They were just like, okay, well, let's, we have Sidney Crosby. Let's figure out how to win. And they did. And the Oilers are out here like, do you think Gaten Haas is the answer? And everybody around Ken Holland was like, yes, sir. Gaten Haas it is. <laughs> hey, uh, how, 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 how do you guys feel? Uh, this is a team meeting. How do you guys feel about... Uh, Okay, okay, so hear me out. On our first pairing defenseman, Darnell Nurse, yeah? And we're going to okay. go win a cup. We're going to go win a cup with Darnell Nurse and Ethan Bear well, as our, Bears as our one-two punch. This You're is really true. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is all in the PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> exactly, point. Back Bears here. are scary. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, huh? And then you get the guy at the back who just like starts clapping his hands. He's like, well done. Well done. This is this is what's gonna take us over the top. And they all get up and shake uh, hands. Kenny, you got your work cut out for you, bud. Daryl Katz's son walks in and is like, Who do I get to draft this year? <laughs> I just I, I, I don't really like and, and the thing is is like there was a part of me that was like, you know what? Maybe a change of scenery is what Ken Holland needs. Because honestly, like a lot of the deals that he, like a lot of the bad contracts that he has given out over the last 10 years of his tenure in Detroit were, were, was a, it was a matter of like, he's, he's way too loyal. And like I, when we had Darren McCarty on our podcast, that was one of the questions we asked him about. I was like, he's somebody who's kind of loyal to a fault and, and, and that is true. And so I was thinking like maybe clean slate doesn't know everybody as well can kind of be able to pull back on the emotional, you know, things that happen when you're GM of a franchise for 30 years, 20 years, however long it was, but no, he really hasn't made any good moves since getting to Edmonton. Like not, nothing that's blown you out of the water. Has he made any moves? Not well, yeah. He traded well, for Mike Green and Andreas Athanasiu. Yeah, is is that it? Is that like legit it? That might That's be it. it. I'm actually gonna look it up. Did he, he fire uh, T Mac? Uh, well, he's, I, did he bring in Lucic? Oh, no, no, no. Shirley no, brought no. in Lucic. Okay, I would love to talk about Peter Shirelli. Oh, wait, Lucic is on the Flames now, and now he's good. Yes. Sorry, no. I, I had it back out of the podcast. Define good. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Not as bad as he was in the place he was before. This is true. Can we talk about Peter Shirelli? Because apparently he's in line for some jobs, baby. No. <laughs> yeah, when Chaka, when Chaka said, I'm actually going to quit because, fun fact, you can do that. Um, the, the Twitter discourse and stuff started popping up and they're like, one of the names that keeps popping up is Peter Shirelli to bring like hockey stability or whatever to the, the usual Peter stability. Shirelli. Stability. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Jesus. Uh, the trade is one for one. <laughs> Future heart winner for us. Right shot, middle of the back defenseman. You know what? Say what you, say what you want about uh, Ken Holland, but he doesn't have any of those trades in his red wing track record in like a long, long time. Although I was going back and, and looking at uh, some of the trades, and obviously the one that sticks out the most is like deadline deals just to keep the streak going because that was a big thing here, uh, Kyle. I'm you mean sure Kyle you Quincy? For yeah, a first round uh, pick Kyle Quincy. <laughs> yeah, straight up Kyle Quincy for a first rounder. If I were to try to make that trade in like NHL twenty, the uh, the your Xbox would catch the, on fire. Yes, pretty much, pretty much. But that went down absolutely no problem. And so that's why when when Ken Holland and Steve Eisman made that trade at the deadline with with uh, or those trades per, plural, 
for Athens CU in green. I was like, we fleeced him. I don't, I don't know how this is going to play out, but I know it's not going to be in Ken Holland's favor. Narrator, it definitely was not. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's headed you know, to RFA. We also forgot that Edmonton got yeeted right out of their own bubble, which is hilarious. <laughs> As did Toronto. Let's move into Toronto. Like that – to me, that's like that's one of the best parts. Is like, and, and it's just Can like I all this the... off with a quote. Yes, please yes. go ahead. This is from five hours ago. Uh, noted uh, Toronto stand James Marble tweeted Brian Burke <laughs> on Sportsnet Radio today. <laughs> William Nylander is a guy I'd look to move. Praise be Jesus or whatever God you pray to in twenty twenty. But hell yeah, this is going to be awesome if they actually trade William Nylander. This is going to be sick, and it's going to be for like Jeff Petrie. <laughs> yeah, Petrie's well. yeah. good, but like, yeah, it's not William Nylander good. So, I mean, like, what what other options do they honestly have besides getting rid of Nylander or uh, Marner? Because right now, everybody wants Marner out of town. Even though I think, yeah. I think that's like probably pretty unlikely. But the fans are turning on him. He might be he might be a casualty in all this. I remember. Oh man, I hope I took a screenshot of this. It was from the Leafs Reddit account, and everybody was like. What happened to Mitch Marner? And uh, everybody, uh, somebody goes, because he was the hometown boy whose only dream was supposed to be winning a cup. And then he demanded all that money and handcuffed us. And now we'll never win a cup. <laughs> and it's are all we talking, his fault. Are we talking John Tavares or Mitch Marner? Sorry. Mitch Marner. Confused here. Mitch Sounds Marner. Really similar. Yeah, right? Pajama boy. Yo, can, we, can I put something out here? This is a, this, you have more of an audience. John Tavares signed with the Leafs and said, this has been my childhood dream and shared the picture of him in his pajamas. If I said to either of you right now, what is your childhood dream? And you were like, I want to be an astronaut. I said, you can do that right now. Would you take seven full days to come to that decision? Or would you be like, no, this is my childhood dream and I'm going to instantly do this. But no, he took seven days (laughs) to decide to do his childhood dream. The only thing he's ever wanted to do his entire life. Insane. What about about Mitch saying like, he got offered like $80 million and he's like, nah, childhood dream team. I'm worth more money than that. <laughs> and I, listen, I'm all about guys going out and getting their money, but like at a certain point, you just have to realize what an asshole you are. You, like, can't, you can't do the childhood dream thing and demand uh, the King's fortune. You just can't well, do it. You, no, have, you, to you have to be one of the other guy. You're either Nathan McKinnon or you're John Tavares getting money. I, I don't know. You're, you're just one of the two. That's it. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, you – and if you don't perform, like, you have to understand there's going to be a lot of hate that comes with that. Deserved, deserved hate. Yeah. I don't know. Mitch Barner just didn't exist in the play-in games. I just don't know where he was. He just did not factor into the series at all. Um, I think I think realistically we're going to see some sweet, like, side moves, like, Dermot will be gone, or like Johan, uh, Andreas Janssen and Kasperi Kapanen. Um, Future Detroit so Red Wings. Funny. Yeah, yeah, but it's going to be so funny because those guys aren't really like factors, but you're just going to get the classic Toronto smears on the way out the door. Like Kasperi Kapanen never lived up to the hype of his dad's career. And you're like, what the hell is that shit? <laughs> He's like a middle of the road player. What do you want? <laughs> uh, I know. And that's what I love. And you might, you brought up James Myrtle a second ago. I love how much everybody trolls that guy for being a total fanboy. But I just think it's so funny how butthurt that dude gets. Like, if you send one, like, mm, below average, 
mean tweet his way in any way, shape, or form, gone blocked immediately. Do you guys remember when he kicked people off the athletic for leaving uh, bad anti-Toronto comments? No. <laughs> no way. Yeah, you can find you guys. People can find it on Twitter or the internet. But yeah, he he uh, banned some people for anti-Toronto sentiment in the comments on his articles. It's really funny. Oh um, I I find it weird when uh, I I'm in San Jose and the main journalist there um, famously says he's not a fan of the team, which is weird to me because you think it would be a lot easier to do your job when the team is good. Uh, but yes, that's just me. Yes. Journalists, that's something that journalists deny. But when I'm covering a team, I always want that team to win. And like, I, you know, would never say that out loud, but like, it just literally makes sense. The stories are going to be better. The everything, like you're going to get to go to a lot more cooler games. Hey, ask any Lions beat writer if they would prefer for the Lions to be 0-16 or 16-0. Like, it's... Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking of Matt Stafford and how he could never win 16 games nor lose 16 games. Well, that was that was the that was the year that got them Stafford because they were number one overall after that year. What do you mean, Charlie Hutchinson couldn't get it done? Charlie Hutchinson, Charlie Batch. Well, I thought it was Hutchinson was the quarterback. No, uh, Harrington, Joey Harrington. Harrington, ah, there we go. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> all laugh at the Lions. They had Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson retire early in their prime. Yeah. Anyway, that's not the point. Um, Wasn't it like Bobby Hutchinson or something like that that played for the Bobby team? Higginson. Higginson. <laughs> <laughs> Detroit Tigers legend. He was like the only. He was he was a really good baseball player, but he just played on one of the worst teams. In MLB history, like who, like a prolonged stretch of being the worst team in MLB history. Speaking of the Tigers, uh, I used to do this like bat for like the Joe DiMaggio streak game where you just like pick a guy to like. <laughs> oh, I used to play that game, yeah. Yeah, but the this cheat code was to pick Nicholas Castellanos like five days in a row because he just batted three hundred one every single year, and you could just plug him in. And it's like a Tuesday afternoon, and you're not really paying attention. You don't know who's playing. You're just like. Matt Castellanos is sick. He's gonna go like <laughs> two, two for five with the double, and you're like, awesome. This is great. Um, uh, truly, the last great Tiger. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And then he, uh, and then he came back and hit two homers against him like a week ago. He was a guy. Uh, he was like the quintessential guy. Like the Tigers are really, really, really bad, and he like wanted to sign a big, long extension and be a Tiger for life. He said it multiple times in the media yada 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 and and then he left or he got traded eventually and on the way out he was like yeah comerica park comerica park's dimensions are too big i would have had a lot more home runs there if they were normal sized and then everybody just turned on him and i'm like this is the athlete that you say you want somebody who's committed to the city through thick and thin i'm not even gonna get started on on nicholas castellanos during a uh, red wings slash sharks uh, podcast uh, trolling the Penguins, Oilers, and Toronto Maple Leafs. But that, that doesn't sound very leafy, though. <laughs> no, no, no player has ever exited the Toronto Maple Leafs amicably. Zero of them. <laughs> oh, some some shippered writer is going to be like, well, one time I saw him going to the strippers, and you know, can't be having that for role models. And you're like, why, guy? Like, get out of here. So <laughs> I'm just I'm just waiting for the Nylander. Well, the Nylander is lazy. Takes are already out there. Um, Apparently nobody has ever figured out that if you're just better at skating, it just looks easier. I don't know. Just, yeah, right. Like I don't know what to tell you. Like I, I look at Dylan Larkin. I'm not like, man, 
he's lazy. I'm like, man, he's fast. Doesn't look yeah. like he's trying much, but like he's fast as shit. <laughs> so uh, um, I, I hope Toronto does something insane. Uh, I feel like the first insane thing is going to be re-signing uh, Cody Cece because <laughs> Dubas had this sweet quote today uh, about how his internal stats uh, show a, a different player than the public ones do. Don't really know what that means uh, <laughs> because we have a long history of showing that the public stats are very similar to the private stats. The private stats are just a little beefier. So, yeah, Dubas, I don't know what you're talking about. Jesus Christ. Because <laughs> I live in Toronto. Spoiler, I cheat for San Jose and live in Toronto. Um, so I follow so many Toronto. Yeah, how did that happen? Uh, so the Sharks were invented when I was like three years old in like 92. Um, and my aunt, obviously we live in Canada and they just flood the market with hockey shit. And so they were putting out the ducks and the shark stuff at the same time, just like, look at these cool new teams of my aunt who doesn't know anything about sports. It's like, Oh, my little nephew would like this. And she bought a t-shirt. It was teal with a shark chomping on a stick. Apparently that was a lot cooler to my non-sports knowing aunt than a duck. Um, so she gave it to me. I was three and I was like, cool. This is awesome. <laughs> Told my dad I'm not being a Habs fan anymore. This is what I've been told. Um, and I think my dad didn't believe that. I figured he's like, he's free. He'll just come back to the Habs. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it out. And uh, pre-internet, I had to get up every morning and watch the highlights. I would look in the newspaper to see what Owen Nolan was doing. Oh, I'm Yeah. It was sick. And then I stuck with it. And yeah, now I'm, now I'm here. Now I'm, Stuff. that's really funny yeah it was purely by chance and because i'm three years old my brain doesn't work properly so i'm just like <laughs> out of here you know guys one reason to repair or maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like mortgage or food why would you spend 30 50 100 for more more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership when you can go to rockauto.com and they have price tiers that are the same for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. They're the same for everybody and always are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest price possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear. RockAuto.com is a family business serving online auto parts customers for 20 years. So go to RockAuto.com right now and shop for auto or body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Now listen starting to get to the end of summer. I know you don't want to hear it, but it's the truth. And you, if you don't fix up that car before the snow hits, before even just October hits, you never know what's going to happen in Michigan, and then you could be done with your chance to fix your car, save some money, and put it towards something meaningful. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your car or vehicle and choose the specific brands and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And in return, just do us one favor. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us section so that they know we sent you. They've got amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. See you all right, later, let's, Montreal. Let's, uh, let's get to the Penguins here. Uh, did you guys see the comments from Jim Rutherford about massive changes being made? Me and Ethan talked about this a couple podcasts ago, like what is going to happen. I think there might be some big moves on the way in Pittsburgh too. Well, they fired all of their assistant coaches today. Sergey Gontra, Mark Recchi, and the other guy. I saw a tweet that said, like, because people are calling for um, their head coach to be fired, and somebody tweeted that, Firing your assistant coach 
is like needing a new pair of shoes and replacing the laces. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, do you guys really well, think Mike Sullivan should be fired, though? No. Like, uh, how? How? Mike, like, in so what old. world? That team's and, so old. You have two two down years, and that's grounds to fire a two-time Stanley Cup winning coach. They are one and nine in the playoffs in their last. Who time. gives a shit? Not good. They also were a buzzsaw pre-COVID because they had he, they were so injured and they were so sick, and they lost like some random game that dropped them from fourth to fifth instead of Philly. I think they played each other and like went to overtime or something like that. But yeah, think about how good Pittsburgh was in the regular season, even though they were super injured. I don't know. Firing Mike Sullivan would just be kind of dumb. Uh, I think trading of Jenny Malkin would be way <laughs> stupider and way more fun though. I, I think Rutherford so said bad. neither of those guys. Uh, neither obviously Sid's not going anywhere, but I think he said Malkin's not going anywhere either. This Calvary is the uh, point. He didn't say Sidney Crosby's name. So <laughs> well, fair enough. there we go. There we go. Uh, I have the quote here from, from Rutherford. He goes, we don't have that same drive as we get close to elimination. It was so disappointing in game four to see where we're at. Not mad, just disappointed. Uh, you're waiting for the desperation from the drop of the puck and it didn't come in the first period. It didn't come in the second period and it was even worse in the third period. There's something wrong. If you don't have that drive to win in that point, and time in the series. I don't know. Did some of the players feel they didn't want to put in that extra work and stay in the bubble longer, prefer to be with their families? Nobody knows the answer to all those things, but it's very disappointing and changes need to be made. I love how he's calling out like, hey, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they wanted to go home. <laughs> well, Sidney Crosby hasn't had sex since 2005, so he was definitely okay with the bubble. <laughs> he, was, he was down. Uh, did you also see his comments on Justin Schultz and Jack Johnson? No, give them to me. Give them to me. But, oh, I don't know if I have it. Do you, do you have it uh, up, Ethan? Yeah, just give me, like, give me one second. He's like, I'll, I'll set it up. I'll set it up while you look. Yeah. All right. So everybody knows Justin Schultz. Pretty good hockey player. <laughs> Came out of oh, college. Yeah. Edmonton screwed that one up, too. Yep. Everybody knows Jack Johnson. Much. Noted banana pancake enthusiast. Terrible defenseman. Correct. One of those guys is good at hockey. Also, his parents stole all his money. He... Oh yeah, that's that's the sad part. I, I leave that out because it's not fun to make fun of him for that. Um, I know I wasn't fun making fun of him. I was oh. <laughs> just yeah. saying it's sad. Yeah, it is. It is sad. Um, but Justin Schultz is a free agent. Jack Johnston's not. So guess whose tires got gassed, and guess who got thrown under the bus? It wasn't the bad <laughs> defenseman. <laughs> that was absolutely shocking to me. And like he's he's known as a, just a he's had a very bad year. And he's just like yeah, but his partner his partner didn't help him at all. He said Justin Schultz has more to give in this pairing. Are you high when you said that? What are you watching? Justin Schultz probably had more to give like punches to Jeff Johnson's face, but like they're playing the Habs who aren't great. They're the twenty fourth ranked team, and Jack Johnson couldn't stop them at all ever. Yeah, this is here's here's Rutherford. Justin, so Justin Schultz had a lot more to give, a lot more, and it wasn't there. He missed some time during the regular season. I think the guys missed uh, extra time during the season. Once the puck dropped at a higher pace compared to what it was uh, in practice, it became a little bit more difficult for them. That, to me, was a little bit of a problem on that third bearing. All right. That's the problem. All right. <laughs> 
and this is another situation though like we saw like kind of like what we touched on in edmonton but maybe not as bad i don't know like the that third pairing wasn't good at all but like do you really expect to win a stanley cup if brian dumlin is a first pairing defenseman on your team Bro, you know like they have all imata though <sighs> well, he plays for chicago now Oh, what? Really? Yeah. Maybe they should have had all the back. Joke's on me. What about uh, hey, where, Matt Murray find Nick his last game? Yeah, future Red Wing Matt Murray. Yep, so, probably. so Matt Murray's just never been good in his career, but had that one playoff run, right? That's just two. That's the whole two playoff runs. Thing. Yeah, he went back to back, didn't he? Well, the first one was a combo. Yeah, Flurry was still the guy. Right. I, oh. I know that one because you know who they beat? Oh, yeah, I remember. Ends and S, ends harks. Yeah. Hey, how did you how did you feel when during game one they were showing uh, cam shots of like fans in the stands and they were sleeping? What? When was this? During the Stanley Cup final. You don't remember oh. this? It was like a whole thing. No, I was like a wreck the entire time. I nothing. I love that. nothing good for you. Sense. Honestly, good for you. <laughs> no, it, was, it was exciting. We all don't get to cheer for the Detroit Red Wings. I'm sorry. It was it was really exciting. And nothing you could have told me that like aliens were sitting in the stands and I'm like, Yeah, sure, man. You remember when Jonah Joshua <laughs> scored in game three? It's like game one and two don't exist. It's just like game three, Jonas Donsky scored in overtime and he's like skating around with his arms up like this and that's it. That's that's all the memories. And then Roman Pollock turned into a pylon. Um, because Todd McClellan decided that, or uh, yeah, Todd, uh, Pete DeBoer decided that hard matching Roman Pollock to Sidney Crosby was a plus choice. Hey, you know what though? You guys got yourself Eric Carlson in that deal. You know, if you guys don't make a Stanley Cup final and you know get that close without winning, you, you probably never take the chance on on Eric Carlson. Oh yeah, I, I'm okay. Well, I'm not okay with the way it worked out, but I mean, like we're here now. Yeah. I'd rather have Eric Carlson than no Eric Carlson. We're at the party. Might as well dance, you know. It's a great way to look at it, Kyle. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, it's tough being a San Jose fan. I'm sorry. Do you know how depressing it is? <laughs> no, and and you know what is I don't I don't fully grasp it because like I I've realize it in before. others. Yeah, one. I realize it. Yeah, that too. But like also. I just I hated you guys for so long. Like growing up, like when we I remember the Red Wings played you, the Sharks in the playoffs like two years back to back, lost both times. And I was at, yeah, one year you tried to reverse sweep us. I know, and I was at Game Nothing. Three of that series <laughs> when Devin Setaguchi scored in overtime to make it three nothing, and that was the same game that uh, Heatley got Cronwald. Uh, but I just remember I was like, I hate this fran- for there was a, there was a good couple year period where the the San Jose Sharks are my least favorite franchise in the whole league. That's fair. Um, before you existed, like in the world, I'm pretty sure uh, San Jose upset Detroit. Detroit, like the eyes of the sick early '90s teams. Oh, San Jose was eighth uh, and beat <laughs> the Red Wings, which was awesome. But yeah, um, San Jose and Detroit was a good rivalry there for a minute. Um, but as you can tell, nothing happened for San Jose. I, I just deal with it. Yeah. Hey, to tie this whole thing together, you could be a Leafs fan. You could be an Oilers fan. At least you have some could playoff appearances to hang your hat on. At least you have some second round playoff appearances uh, to be able to point back at. Yeah, you made it uh, to the Stanley Cup final once. Hey. We didn't get swept like uh, 
Buffalo or Washington? Who was it that got swept the first time they ever made it? I think it was Washington. Uh, I think it was Washington. They got swept by Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> but, hey, we could also be Toronto, who is exactly. garbage. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Should I just do it? 1967? I don't know. Yeah. 2003? Three minutes? 3-1? <laughs> we blown a 3-1 podcast lead? I don't know. Hot dogs? What do we got here? I, I can go all day with this. It's, it's good. It's easy. It's nice. It's easy. Um, we, whenever I go watch a Raptors game or a Leafs game, I always take a picture of the banner and be like, what year is this? <laughs> this, um, this and then all really the dudes old. are in black and white. Did you know the, the Stanley Cup, last black and white Stanley Cup photo was taken in 1967? All the other ones are color, so the Leafs haven't oh, even won a beautiful. Stanley Cup in color photo. Wow. That's beautiful. That's a real that. fact. Wow. Um, almost everybody mm. on the Stanley Cup winning team is dead. <laughs> classic yeah, toronto think about it. They're, they're like in their like 70s and 80s now oh my god yeah that's insane so um rest in peace johnny bauer but yeah. <laughs> down, down with leafs please contract kyle thank you so much for coming on uh, uh where can people find you on twitter but you can find me at kyle demetrius on twitter um and you can find the show at locked on sharks um and i guess my co-hosts um, are jd who you can find at my fry hole uh, it, Futurama reference for anybody. Uh, and my <laughs> other co-host is uh, Eric, and you can find him at foulball15, foul like the bird, one five like the number. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Kyle. We, uh, we will definitely do this again after the uh, conference semifinals are over. I always enjoy dancing on some graves. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon, man. Thank you.